Never, ever lose your cool. So let me tell you a story. You know, in my newsletter business, I deal with some cranky subscribers from time to time. Usually people are friendly, but sometimes they get a little belligerent. And I had this guy, he lived out in Idaho, and he was a smart guy, and we used to argue about taxes all the time. And, you know, I'm more conservative, and I would argue in favor of lower taxes. I would write this stuff in the newsletter, and he would write back, and he would comment. And it was, you know, mostly friendly, but I could tell he was getting kind of tweaked by my comments on taxes. And at that particular point in history, I was writing about it a lot. So, anyway, there was one day I wrote about Grover Norquist. Uh, I don't remember, I think it's the American Tax Foundation, something like that. But I wrote about Grover Norquist, and I knew that this guy hated Grover Norquist with a burning passion. So this guy writes back, all pissed off about Grover Norquist, and I said, yeah, I thought you would like that. And then, then he writes back, he says, what? Are you trolling me? Unsubscribe, all caps. So this is 2017. Uh, I was I was kind of struggling with some trades. I was losing money. I was very stressed out, and I I was I was pissed off, you know. So in a moment of weakness, uh, it took me two seconds to write the email. I just wrote back goodbye and bad luck. Now I thought that would be the end of it. I thought he would go away, but he writes back. He says, "Oh my God, I've been a subscriber for like five years, and how can you treat me like this?" And he was he was just you know, really hurt that I that I wrote this. And then I had to apologize. We went back and forth a little bit. He's still unsubscribed. Um, but I felt very bad about that. And I felt this emotional hangover about it. And I, I, it's still, when you know, when I think about it to this day, it causes me some pain because this is something I said in a moment of weakness that I immediately regretted. So you don't get ahead in life by shitting on people. You don't. Maybe you do in the short term. That that is not a winning strategy. I mean, take a guy like Bill Gross. You know, Bill Gross just had a book written about him. Um, I haven't read the book, but I've seen some comments from people. It does not make him look very good. Okay, Bill Gross is uh, not a cuddly guy. Let's put it that way. When I was in college, I was taking a writing class, and we had. Um, Somebody come in. It was a journalist from, I don't remember where, Washington Post or something like that. And this is a guy that covered the Clinton administration. And he had written an article that was very unflattering about Clinton. And then he was going to he was going to go to this social event, this cocktail party where Clinton was going to be. And he was all stressed out about it. Like, what is Clinton going to say to me? Is he going to rip me a new asshole? So he goes to this party and he walks up to Clinton. And Clinton looks at him and says, nice tie and walks away. So then he was really confused. He's like, what does that mean? So he talked to George Stephanopoulos and George Stephanopoulos said to him, look, in the Clinton lexicon, nice tie means fuck you. (laughs) So Clinton was a master politician. And what that means is, is that you don't get ahead by shitting on people. And if you do, you do it in a very coded sort of way. So, and the funny thing about Clinton is, I mean, he really was a political rock star and just a very magnetic personality. You know, my father and grandfather both went to the Coast Guard Academy along with me. We were one of the few three-generation families. And uh, they came to my graduation, and Clinton spoke at my graduation. So I went to get my diploma and commission, and I went up on stage, and Clinton is there, and my father and grandfather are there. 
And he says to all three of us, he says, thank you for your service. And my father and grandfather who hated this guy were there grinning like idiots, just like grinning from ear to ear. I mean, it was absolutely remarkable. So some people have the ability to tell you you're an asshole and have you walk away smiling. And that is that is a very important skill. That is a very important skill. Now, for a long time, when I was a kid, you know, when I heard the Clinton story about the nice tie, I said, that's that's really manipulative. I mean, it's that's why. Why don't you just tell somebody how you feel? You know, what is what is the purpose of this? Uh, not necessarily. Sometimes people need to hear things in a certain way in order to understand it, you know. Uh, we, we used to have a joke in the Coast Guard. In the Coast Guard, you have this whole performance evaluation system, and you have something called an OER, which is an officer evaluation report. And the comments section are very important. And we used to joke that somebody would say, well, you know, Lieutenant Dillian is generally a good officer. You know, those words are important. Um, there's a website called Stock Gumshoe, which rates financial newsletters. And the Daily Dirt Nap is on the website, and it has some ratings. And they're good ratings. They're pretty good ratings. Um, it comes into like four categories. One of them is investment performance. One of them is customer service. I don't remember the other ones. Uh, for customer service, I get five stars. Okay, five, five out of five. Everybody gave it five stars. For investment performance, I get three stars, which I think is probably about right. My, you know, my performance is not the best. But I am proud of that customer service rating. You know, I can't do much about the investment performance. The market's going to do what the market's going to do. But I want people to think that subscribing was a good decision. But here's another thing that I do. I never say anything bad about anyone, not behind their back, not in front of their back. Or if I do, I am very careful about it. Because when you speak badly of other people, it makes the person you are talking to think less of you because you are trashing somebody behind their back. Here's another thing that people do. People donate money, which is great. Uh, they'll donate money to an art museum and have their name up on the donor wall. But what they don't donate is their time. And that is something that a lot of rich people have in common. They have lots and lots of money. They have more money than they know what to do with. But they don't have a lot of time. So it's very easy to donate the thing that is less precious to them. The thing that's more precious to them is their time. But it's more important to give people the gift of time. You know, when you give the gift of time, it's much more meaningful. If you want to donate something, donate your time. Instead of donating to the soup kitchen, go work in the soup kitchen. When someone gives to a panhandler, what they're doing is they're just hoping that the problem will go away. If I just give them five bucks, I'm just going to hope that this problem goes away. But if you really want to help the person, what it takes is you have to get involved in their lives. You have to spend hundreds of hours with them to get them cleaned up and get them a job and stuff like that. And nobody wants to take the time to do that, you know, aside from the social workers. And that's what they go to school for. And that's what they want to do. Anyway. I got off topic. Never lose your cool. You know why you never lose your cool? Because being angry is the worst thing in the world. I hate being angry. I hate it more than anything in the world. 
I hate the way I feel afterwards. I almost feel sick. It feels great while you're angry. There's nothing like the feeling of self-justified anger. But afterwards, you get the emotional hangover. You feel terrible for days. And from a practical standpoint, you know, if you're in a negotiation with somebody and you get angry, what happens is, is that you lose leverage and you actually lose the argument and you're the asshole and you have to apologize and you're not going to get what you want. So I like to say that you can never make me angry. It is impossible to make me angry. I mean, I get annoyed from time to time, you know, but I, you will never see me get angry. And people say that to me all the time. They say, I have never seen you angry. I am the chillest bro in the newsletter business. I don't write angry. I don't tweet angry. You ever see that movie Bridge of Spies with Tom Hanks? Uh, sort of a Cold War movie about East Berlin, and we catch this Russian spy in the U.S., like spying on people. And uh, Tom Hanks is an attorney, and he's representing him. He works for an insurance company. And this guy gets convicted of ep- or is about to get convicted of espionage. And Tom Hanks he looks at him and says, the guy is totally calm. And he says, aren't you worried? <laughs> and the Russian spy said, would it help? <laughs> No, would not help. You know, and there's a lot of dumb stuff out there all the time to get angry about, and I cannot get angry about it. There's there's a lot of stupid stuff in this world. The Federal Reserve ruined this country. They're in the process of ruining it. It's going to get worse. These people, these unelected bureaucrats, ruin the country, and I can't get angry about it. I can't. I can't spend my life in that state. You know, I'm here in my office. I'm recording the podcast. I have my house. I have my cats. Life is good. There's nothing to be angry about. I know a lot of people who have done a lot of damage by being angry all the time, and it's hard to undo that damage. You know, I was angry all the time on the trading floor. I was a, I was a rageaholic. And on a trading floor, it's really no big deal because everybody's angry and yelling at each other and stuff like that. And then after work, you go get some beers and everything's fine. So in that context... In that environment, it wasn't that big of a deal. But if I had to go back and do it all over again, I would do it completely different. And if I did, I'd probably be a managing director by now and I'd be making like five million a year. But back then in the 2000s, when I was at Lehman Brothers, people looked at this kid blowing up on the trading floor all the time. And yes, I was a very gifted trader. But people looked at me and said, man, that guy is not management material, you know, and it's true. It's true. If I stayed at Lehman, if I stayed at Lehman, which turned into Barclays, if I stayed at Barclays, I would probably be doing the exact same job that I'm doing today, trading ETFs, because I was not management material, you know. So the moral of the story is don't get mad. Don't shit on people. My goal in life is to maintain relationships and stay in touch with people over time because we are defined by the strength of our relationships, not by how much money we have. And if you can have both, it's nice. So that does it for me today on the Be Smart Podcast. I just got back from Vegas and I have a trip to New York in about a week and a half. I'm going to be DJing at Do Supper Club and I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.